You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. See, give the Lord a hand, amen. I'm going to try to get into this, amen, and get us out of here and get me out of here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, amen. Good to see you guys in the house, amen. We have some visitors in the house, so we want to thank our visitors, old friends, amen, we haven't seen for years, and the rest of you guys here, we're just glad that you're a part, amen, and those that haven't been here for a while, it's always good to see you back, amen. I want you to turn to somebody and say, it's good to see you today. Come on. No, you got to mean it. Don't just say it, mean it, amen. You're like, good to see you today. <laughs> see your face, good to see you. <laughs> what is that, amen? Come on, we got to smile with each other. This is our family. Come on, somebody. Somebody say familia. And this is our family here, so we're here to just praise the Lord together. Amen. Uh, I want to minister a message. I minister to our harvesters. Amen. And, uh, but I changed it up a bit for our church here, so it's not going to be exactly what I ministered over there, but somewhat it. But I want to minister this morning, and I want to minister on the message entitled The Voice, the voice of Truth. Amen. Uh, this month, amen, our leadership has been bringing different voices, and they've done an excellent job. Brother uh, Victor and Brother Derek have brought a great word on Wednesday night, amen, and we'll hear another great message at the end of the month. Uh, this Wednesday, though, we are going to have adoration, so I really want to pray for our revival. I hope that you are praying for that. I, I've been in communication with Evangelist Renee. Uh, he really has a special message for our church for this time and hour, and we really need to come to receive. I called it the encounter weekend because I, I want us, I want you, say me, to have an encounter. Uh, an encounter with God will revolutionize your life. It will turn your life around, amen. And this is what all some of us need at time from time. We may have had an encounter when we first got saved, but sometimes through the course of our walk, we need another encounter. Come on, somebody. Come on, a refresher. We need something to stir us up again that will change our identity of who we are in God to become who we need to be in God. And so I pray that you come out this weekend looking for an encounter, amen. I want, I want encounter a breakthrough. Some of us, we still need some breakthroughs. Come on, we go through struggles and we need a breakthrough in our lives, amen. For some of us, we need just to find out where our calling is. And so it's, a, it's, a, it's a, an encounter to an, a calling to for God to say, this is where I want you to go. This is what I need you to do. And so uh, we need an encounter for healing, if I'm not healed by, by this week, amen, I'm looking for a healing this weekend, amen, to get healed completely. Uh, for some of us, if we're dealing with sicknesses, I believe, if you believe, you got any believers in the house, I believe if you believe, amen, God can do some miraculous healings this coming weekend, but you got to believe and you have to trust God. Just because you don't get it that weekend doesn't mean it hasn't come to pass. And so you got to come expecting. If you know someone that is sick in body, bring them. If you know somebody that's not saved, bring them. If you know somebody, amen, that just needs to be here, bring them, amen. We're going to have a great time, amen. And so I want an encounter. Our church, 
needs an encounter. Come on, somebody. Our church needs an encounter. And so somebody say, I need an encounter. And I believe if you come out, you would get that encounter. And so we got to come up with a, you know, just come in here excited. You know, come, support, and be this. Uh, this is for you. Somebody says for me. This is for you guys. We bring these things for you because I believe that, you know, it's going to be a, a timely message. And so we need an encounter. Amen. I pray that God has an encounter with you. Amen. So I want to minister on the voice of truth. Amen. I'm starting to get a little strength. Amen. So I think I'm going to make this. My wife was already preaching. I said, go for it, girl. You should just say, I'm doing it. Sit down. <laughs> you know, that's all she needs to tell me. I would have just said, okay, amen. But praise the Lord. And she just says, you want me? You want me? She said, just do it, girl. <laughs> praise the Lord. But she, she ministered a little bit here. I mean, I think she would have just went off on you guys, though, amen. <laughs> she was just going. She, you could see her. She was, she was like, yeah. <laughs> Man, she wanted to just give it. Hallelujah. But the voice of truth. Are you guys ready for the truth? You can handle the truth. Come on. How many remember that famous line, amen, hallelujah, we praise the Lord. But can you handle the truth? We, we say we want the truth, but many of us can't handle the truth. Because, you know, I understand that when the truth comes, we can't handle it. Come on, somebody say amen. See, there's a lot of voices in the world today, but what the world needs is a voice of truth. Come on, what it does, it does not need a voice of compromise. It does not need a voice of half-truths. It does not need a voice that sounds like the truth but it's a lie. But it needs a voice of truth. Can somebody say amen? If you turn to the book of John chapter 8, verse 32, Jesus here is speaking to his believers. Jesus here is speaking to the followers. And he says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him. Somebody say believe. Come on, if you are truly my disciples, you will remain faithful. Somebody say faithful. To my teachings. You will the truth and the truth you free. Come on, somebody. Come on, he says here, if you believe in him, amen, then you are true disciples only if you remain faithful. Faithful to the teachings of God. Just like Brother Garrett was saying, amen, we got to be faithful. Not, not only receiving what we receive here uh, when you come to church, amen, or when you read your word, but you're going to have to be faithful by putting it into practice. That means you've got to live it. Come on, somebody. Come on. Just, you, you, just saying you're a Christian is not enough, amen. Uh, you're going to have to live it. You're going to have to display it uh, inside your life. You know, that is faithful. It says, uh, if you are faithful to my teachings, then you will know the truth, and that truth will make you free. See, 23 years ago, I had an encounter with the voice of truth. 23 years ago, amen, that truth set me free. Come on, somebody. Come on, I was bound by drugs, alcohol. Listen, AA couldn't help me, not even triple A, church. Come on, these things couldn't help me, but it took one encounter. Listen, one encounter with the truth, and the truth set me free. Come on, somebody. Come on, it's just that one encounter, amen. And I thank God for truth. Let me, I'm here to let you know that Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Jesus is truth. Jesus himself is the truth that sets us free, amen. He is the source of truth and the perfect standard of what is right. John 8, 36 says, if the Son sets you free, you will be what? 
free indeed. See, Jesus frees us from the continual slavery, from self-deception, uh, uh, and from the deceptions of Satan. Amen. Uh, see, Jesus shows us the way to eternal life with God. Now, Jesus does not give us the freedom. Listen. The freedom to do what you want, church. This is not the freedom I'm talking about, but the freedom to follow God. The freedom to follow the Father, amen. Uh, come on, he frees us from sin, amen. Uh, he frees you to be set free, but, but not free to do what you want to do. Jesus chapter 8 and John 8.34, NIV, it says this. Jesus replied, very, very truly I tell you, anyone who sins is a slave to sin. Come on, if you fall into that, you're a slave to sin. Come on, we were all slaves of sin. I was bound, amen, but, but his, his freedom set me free. His freedom broke the bondage of sin over my life, amen. Not that I was free to go back and do whatever I want, but free from that when you give your life to Jesus. See, as we seek to serve God, Jesus perfects truth and sets us free. He is a perfect, perfect, perfect example of truth in our lives. His truth sets us free. His perfect truth sets us free, amen, and to be all that God meant for us to be. How many know that you're called for so much more than what you really are right now? Come on, you're, you're called to be greater. You're called to go out and do greater things. He even told his disciple, greater things you will do. And you got to understand, as I said, you can't just accept you where you're at. It has to be gooder. Come on now, you're made to be gooder, amen. Don't, don't just accept, amen, now, this is the best it's going to be. No, God has so much more for you. Come on, his, his ways are unlimited, church. His ways are farther than ours, higher than ours, amen. His, 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 everything is better for us. Don't just limit God. Know that you can be gooder. Know that there's so much more in store for you. John chapter 14, 6 New Living Translation says this, Jesus told him, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. Now, Jesus, listen, Jesus is not saying it's a way. Jesus is not a way. How many know that he is the way? Come on, he's the only way to the Father. There is no other way, church. There is no other way to, to, the, to the Father but through Jesus. See, as the way, Jesus is the path to our Father. As the truth, he is the reality of all of God's promises. And as the life, he joins his divine life to ours now and forever, church. Jesus is in the truth and the only living way to the Father. I'm here to let you know that Buddha can't get you there. I'm here to let you know that Muhammad can't get you there. Joseph Smith can't get you there. But only Jesus is the only one that can get you there, church. Uh, come on. Uh, I can tell you Buddha's dead. Muhammad's dead. Joseph Smith is still dead. But Jesus is the only one that's alive. Amen. He's the only that one that rose up. Amen. He is the only way to the truth, church. He is the only way to the Father, amen. You can't find it in any other avenue. You can't earn your way to heaven. You can't buy your way into heaven. You're going to have to accept Jesus Christ in your life, and he will take you into heaven, amen. I'm sorry, good looks won't even get you in. Your smile won't get you in. You can't just stand at the gate and say, 
You can have the most holiest smile, you're not getting in. Your list of credentials won't get you in. Come on, uh, your list of how many times you stood faithful in giving tithes won't get you in. Come on, it, it, none of that gets you in. It's only Jesus Christ, amen. Uh, he is the only way to the Father Church. Uh, and so you've got to understand that he is the way, uh, the truth, and the life. Come on, mom. He's the only one that can get you in. Somebody has to believe in Jesus here today. See, this passage of Scripture is most, the most basic and the most important passage in Scriptures. Come on, how do we know the way to God? but by Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way because he's both God the Father and God the Son. Come on, listen, by uniting our lives with Jesus, we are united with God, church. We have the truth. We have to trust in the truth, church. Trust in Jesus to take you to the Father. And all the benefits of being God's child will be yours. See, if you trust in Jesus, if you trust in God, you can trust in him to take you to the Father, amen. If you trust him, then all the benefits, every promise, everything that's in the book, amen, will be released to you. We got to trust in Jesus. Don't trust in yourself, amen. Don't trust in anything else, amen. You're going to have to trust in Jesus. See, one of those benefits of encountering the truth is freedom. I encountered the truth 23 years ago. And 23 years later, church, I'm still set free, amen. Why? Because I had an encounter with the truth, amen. Because one encounter with Jesus will change the rest of your life. Listen, one encounter with the truth not only brings freedom, but it will change you entirely. It will change your destiny. It'll change your, 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 it'll change your career. It'll change you upside. It'll change you. It'll move you from another state to another state. Come on. Once you have an encounter with God, amen, it, it, let me tell you, your whole world changes. Come on now. Come on. Your, your mind changes. Uh, your attitude changes, amen. Everything uh, of everything that you had goes all away, and it's all brand new with God. The plans, your desires, uh, your Everything that you thought you were going to do, amen, guess what? God messes all those up. I'm telling you, in a good way, let me tell you, once you get into Jesus and get into that encounter, he brings freedom inside your life, but then he changes the course of your life. Hallelujah. You know, I joined Jesus. I never thought I'd be in Vegas. But he brought me here because it changed the rest of my life. I had to leave my family. I had to leave my mother. I had to leave my sister. I got to leave. He says, if you don't love me more than them, you can't be my disciple. So your, your course changes, but for the better. Come on. Ain't you glad that I came? Hallelujah. Come on. Now God was thinking about you. Come on, it's nothing about me, but he was thinking about you, man. I, I need to send you over here, son. I, I need, somebody needs to hear your message. Uh, someone needs to know the truth. Somebody needs to know who my son is, amen, uh, that I can see and uh, set them free uh, and bring freedom uh, back to them, amen. Uh, what the bondage that broke in your life, maybe it can break in somebody else's life, amen, uh, if they can hear the truth. 
Come on, you guys, I'm preaching better than you're clapping, amen. Come on, I'm giving my best, amen. I probably won't have a voice afterwards, but that's okay. Come on, somebody say Jesus. <laughs> One encounter is all it takes. See, we're, we're, we're praying for this encounter weekend. Maybe you've been serving God, but you haven't had your true encounter. Come on, let me tell you, you can be saved for a while and not have an encounter with Jesus. I mean, the encounter is what revolutionizes you. You are never the same again. Come on, you'll you be walking this way with Jesus. All of a sudden, it's just a turtle, total turnaround. God just starts to put you in the purpose and the destiny that he has for you. Amen. That's a true encounter, church. When you can get that, and some of us here, that's what I'm praying for this upcoming weekend, is that you have your encounter. That you get back to where God wants you to be. Even in Christianity, serving God, we can wander off, church. And we think that we're doing God things, and it's all good things, amen, and they, they look like, but that's not where God had you. God's encounter is what changes your destiny, changes your life, and puts you on the road where God wants you to be. One encounter is all it takes. See, there's an encounter of freedom. There's an encounter of a calling. There's, an encounter, there's different encounters through the course of your walk, church. David went through a lot of encounters in his walk. And so you got to understand, this is, that's why I say it's not, this is not it. This is not what it is all. You know, there's so much more that God has for you. Come on, no, you just don't want to heal your marriage. He wants to make your marriage gooder. Come on, he, he don't want to just heal your finances. He wants to make your finances gooder, amen. Come on, he wants you to give you a peace of mind that, you know what, God, I may change the attitude. Of, God, I don't have everything that I need, I want, amen, but I got everything that I need, amen. It changes your perspective, amen, and becomes like Paul, amen. Come on, you know what, I'm satisfied. See, we need to be a people in the church today that are simply satisfied instead of being complainers. Come on, we seem to complain the things that we lack, amen, instead of the things, appreciating the things that we do have. Come on, that, that is what God is doing, amen. He changes your attitude and brings a satisfaction to your soul. God, you know what? Yeah, I can, I, I can go for some of that, but God, I'm all right with this. Hello. Or are we still looking over there? You guys say it and you're still looking. Yeah, I want that over there. You got to be content. That's why Paul says, I learned the secret of contentment. Whether I'm well-fed and whether I'm lacking. Whether I'm rich or whether I'm poor, I don't care. I already found what I was looking for. I found Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. Once you found Jesus, let me tell you, you are never poor. Hallelujah. They may be poor materially, may be lacking there, but let me tell you, once you find that, you find that contentment spirit, and you're always rich. That's what we need to find as a church. We need just to find contentment. God, I am content. God, I know I can, you got gooder for me, but I'm content with this. God, there's something more for me, but I'll wait. Instead of making a hurry or making plans or, or causing that on your own. I mean, like we try to help God. God, let me help you to get what I need in my life. No, no, God don't need your help. Come on, God, tell your neighbor, God don't need your help. God, God, God has this, amen. 
Come on, he's the creator of all the universe. He really doesn't need your help, church. One encounter is all it takes. Come on, there were some fishermen in, in Matthew chapter 4 that had an encounter with the voice of truth. In Matthew chapter 4, 19, New King James, it says this, Then he, the voice of truth, said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And immediately, come on, it was it next week? Was it a month from there? Come on, it was one encounter with the voice of truth, amen. And immediately, they dropped their nets, left him, he goes, I'll make you fishers of men. Come on, immediately it's an encounter. around Just like that, church, uh, here he is. Uh, the voice of truth speaks to them and says, follow me. Have you heard that voice, follow me? What have you done with it? Come on, are you dropping what you need to drop him in to follow Jesus? Uh, are you needing to drop in those old friends that you need to drop him in because they're no good for you? Amen. Uh, come on, are you dropping your bad habits and following Christ? See, you're going to have to drop something, church. Come on, the thing is, we're taking our net with us and trying to serve God with our nets. And he says, drop your nets. I'm going to make you fishers of men, amen. Come on, I'm gonna, you, you can't fish with that old stuff. Some of you guys need to drop your nets. You need to drop your bad habits. You need to drop, some of you need to drop some friends. Come on, somebody. I know that hurts, amen. I drop all my old friends, good friends, and I had to cut them because it, I will lose my salvation. Come on, just come on. I'm not saying you can't, you can't be friend with them. You can't hang out with them no more. Let me tell you, they're not with you. They're against you. Now you can go love on them. You can encourage them. You can share what I found. Let me come and see. But, no, if you hang out, let me tell you, you're going for a ride. Some of you guys need to drop some old friends, church. You're hanging out with the world. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Yeah, come on, sing that song. Amen. Come on. Uh, come on. I'm here to let you know. That, uh, come on. It seems cruel, but this is your salvation. You want some change? You want some destiny? Amen. Then you're going to have to make some immediate changes. Immediately, uh, they dropped their nets and followed him, which made them great men of God. Amen. Otherwise, you're just going to be there. Just like. Brother Gary was saying, you can come to church, but if you're not reading, doing all this stuff, what, what are you doing then? <coughs> Saul had an encounter with the truth, amen. The voice of truth on Acts chapter 9, on his way to Damascus, amen. And it changed his name forever, amen. Uh, the apostle became the great apostle Paul, amen. From Saul to Paul, amen. Changed his name, changed his destiny, changed his calling. Do you know that he thought he was doing the Lord's work? It changed his calling. He says, I know you know my word, but you don't know me, amen. And heard the voice of truth. And once he heard it, he says, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? He, he recognized that it was the Lord because he knew the word of God. But that was his first encounter with the voice of truth. And it changed his destiny forever. Became the great apostle. We'll see that movie. Great movie. Shows what it was done to bring this message that we have. That we got to value the scriptures, the Bible. They risked their lives to bring it to us. I had an encounter 23 years ago. <coughs> Changed the rest of my life. 
I had an encounter with the living God church. I had an encounter of who I was to who he created me to be. A man of purpose. A man of destiny. Delivered and set free because of the truth. Let me tell you, you're here today because you heard the voice of truth. The voice of truth brought you in. May it came through one of our brothers and sisters here, but it was the voice of truth speaking through them to you. Because that's how much he loves you. See, I thank God I didn't walk into a fellowship that preached a, a watered-down gospel, a, 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 a church that had, was compromised, a church that, that spoke on half-truths, amen. If that was the case today, church, I would not be here today. Uh, come on, you would not be here today. Uh, but we walked into a church, uh, we walked into a fellowship that speaks the truth, uh, the hope, and nothing but the truth, church. Uh, and that's what sets us free. Uh, that's what sets us apart, Lord. Uh, come on, uh, you're here. Uh, let me tell you, walk into a place that will speak truth. Church, that's the gospel. It still works today if you can just share the truth to somebody. The world needs to hear the voice of truth because the truth will set them free. Amen. What the world needs today is Jesus. We need to preach Jesus to this world. Amen. I have a friend at work. Amen who his girlfriend's mother is very sick. And she, he reached out to me. And he says, can you, can you say a prayer? He comes to me because he knows I'm connected to the truth. Can, can you pray for me, for my situation? Can you, can you pray for me? For my, for my family? Can you pray for, 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 for a mother that, that, that this doesn't look good? See, he's looking for the truth. And he knows I know the truth. And so I prayed and I said, yes, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I'll, I'll pray for her. In the name of Jesus. And he, he replies back, yes, in Jesus' name. He, he recognized the truth. There's power. There, there was no other name I offered. There was no... No, I, I, there was no just giving them just kind of, I gave them a name. I gave him a name. Hold on to Jesus. Come on, hold on to Jesus. There's power in Jesus. They, they need to hear the truth. See, the church today is not speaking truth. They're chasing, they're not, they're, they're, they're changing the truth in churches today. They're compromising with the truth, amen. They're trying to make it politically correct, amen, in the truth, amen, thinking this is a way that we can win the world. If we can just compromise with our truth, if we can kind of bend the rules a little bit, if we can just kind of let this happen in the church, then we can win the world. And listen, because the church is not preaching the truth is the reason why people are not being set free, church. They're not having that encounter that I had 23 years ago, that Saul had that time ago, 2,000 years ago. What people had, amen, that changed their life and revolutionized, amen, because they're compromising the truth. The church today is giving people massages. We don't want to offend anyone. So don't, don't preach on homosexuality. We don't want to offend anyone. We don't want to preach on drinking and smoking. 
We don't want to offend anyone. We can, the list can go on and on, church. You know, we want them to come in and say, it's okay. It's okay to live that way. It's all right. Jesus loves you. We don't want to hurt anyone, amen. It's okay. We use the words. God understands. <coughs> let me let you in on something, church. I'm here to let you know that the truth hurts. The truth offends. The truth separates. And the truth divides. Matthew chapter 10, verse 34 to 36, New Living Translation says this. Don't imagine that I, and this is Jesus speaking, that I came to bring peace to earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. I've come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right in your own household. The Message Bible puts it like this. Don't think I've come to make life cozy. I've come to make a sharp knife cut between a son and father, daughter and mother, bride and mother-in-law to cut through these domestic cozy arrangements and free you for God. Well-meaning family members can be your worst enemies. Come on, somebody say amen. If you prefer your father or mother over me, you don't even deserve me. If you prefer your son or daughter over me, you don't even deserve me. Let me tell you, conflict and disagreement will rise up to those who choose to follow Jesus and to those who do not. There's always going to be conflict. And guess what the conflict is going to start first? is in your home and with your family. Once you make a decision for God, amen, boom, your buddy heads head. They're calling you names. They're doing all this stuff, amen. They're looking at you weird. They're calling you these things. You're brainwashed and all this stuff and bring separation. See, Christian commitment may separate friends and loved ones. Jesus was not encouraging disobedience to parents or conflicts in home. But rather he was showing that his presence demands decision. Because some will follow and some will not, church. You see, church, once you stand for the truth, your family, your friends will come against you. Come on, somebody. They'll talk smack about you. We need the voice of truth in our lives, church. I say hurt me with the truth. Don't comfort me with a lie. Come on, somebody. See, what the people need is truth, not comfort. Comfort's not taking them to heaven. Truth will. It's the truth that will set them free, church. And through that freedom, listen, through that freedom, through Christ, then you find the comfort of God. You comfort them through God. Don't comfort them what they need to hear. Don't comfort them in the saying it's okay. Come on, tell them the truth. When I got saved, I, I thank God for the brothers in the church, my mama church, that told me the truth that I need to do, changes that I need to make in my life. I thank God that they spoke the truth and they held down to the truth. They, they, they spoke it as it was preached over the pulpit as the truth that brought change in our lives. <clears throat> if churches are not preaching the truth, then there simply is no change, church. There is no repentance. As a result, it brings no freedom. Because only truth can set you free. Only Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Today, the church has sipping saints, smoking prophets, homosexual churches, amen. 2 Timothy 3 says they have a form of godliness but denying its power or denying its truth. And because of that, no one is getting set free, church. People are living the same, amen. Uh, come on, there is no true change on the inside, amen. Uh, and so there's not going to be no change on the outside. Their actions are going to remain the same because no one is speaking truth to them. Uh, no one is telling them that they, they can't live this way anymore. They, they can't think this way anymore. Uh, they got to get into the word of God. And, and I'm saying it's a process, church. We love people and, and love them to, to, for change, amen. We embrace them and love them with the word of God, amen. But let me tell you, we got to tell them the truth. And these churches are putting a stamp of Christianity on it. And as a result, they're not experiencing the redemption power of Christ. Why? Because the church is not preaching the truth. They're preaching a lie. 2 Timothy chapter 4, 3 to 4 says this in the NIV. For a time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, they will suit their own desires and gather around them great, a great number of teachers to say what their itchy ears want to hear. They'll turn from the, their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths or lies. See, churches today are looking to be popular not effective. Come on. Some will compromise knowledge, compromise the truth. They're looking for power, church. Big churches on half-truths. Come on. A quote from C.H. Spurgeon says this. Come on. This is a, this is a preacher of the 18th, 18th century, amen. He's, he preaches this, and it's going on today, church. A time will come when instead of shepherding and feeding the sheep, the church will have clowns entertaining goats. Come on, the time will come when instead of the shepherds feeding the sheep, the church will have clowns entertaining goats. I'd rather have five, 50 righteous people hearing the truth than 20, 200 unrighteous people, church. Come on, we, we, if we're... Preaching half-truths, our churches will get filled. I can do that here and fill this church with half-truths. I preach the truth because it's the truth that sets them free. We're not here to entertain church. We're here to proclaim church. Come on, we're here to proclaim. I'm not here to entertain you. I'm here to give you a hope and, and, and give you the word and give you the truth that will bring change in your life. That's what was given to me, amen. These churches won't listen to the voice of truth. They won't listen to sound and wholesome teaching, amen. Instead, they reject the truth and go after the lie, claiming that they're improving God's word. Come on. They want the truth that fits their situation. Truth that makes sense to them. They're telling people what their itchy ears want to hear, amen, and they're filling their churches, thinking they will receive the full benefit of God. Listen, we cannot be part-time Christians uh, living on half-truth and expect full-time benefits, church. Come on, they're, they're making it. They're, they're changing the gospel to fit their lifestyle where God came to change your lifestyle. Come on, we, we, didn't, we don't adjust 
uh, we don't make him adjust to our lives. We adjust to his, his word. Amen? And so we got to understand there's a big problem in the church today, amen. And they're filling this up and they're not speaking the truth. They're not speaking against sin. They're not speaking on these things, amen, that really set people free and really set them apart. Even the Bible says set yourself apart, amen. There has to be a difference in your life, a different look in how you are, how you think, how you talk, everything that you do, amen. They have to see some kind of Christ in you. Otherwise, we got to change some of our songs. Come on. Songs like, Lord, I give you half a heart. I give you half a soul. I live for you half the time. Instead of, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I give you my life. We got to change some of the lyrics because half-truth churches don't live that. Yet they're singing it. They're singing it. They have a form of godliness, but denying its power. Come on, don't get fooled because you hear some songs that they hear in our church. Oh, that must, that's a good church then. That's my favorite song. Hallelujah. Woo, this must be a good church here. Woo, hallelujah. Amen. But did you hear the message? Come on. Come on, they look like a church. They raise their hands like a church. They may even jump and dance like the church. Amen. They may look like a form of godliness. Amen. But no one's getting changed. No one's changing. Amen. They're still going out and drinking, smoking, doing these things. Amen. That God came to set us free because if you know Jesus, then you know the Father. And if you know the Father, he sets you free. Man, that was day, that's day one basic Christianity. I got saved, bro, you can't drink no more. What? You're going to have to stop all those things. Okay, I'm going to need some help. You know, I thank God that when I had that encounter 23 years ago, amen, when I listened to the voice of truth and came to the altar and gave my life to Jesus, amen, he told me, you give me your life, I'll set you free. I said, go for it. He set me free. 23 years later, I'm still set free, church. I haven't drunk one drop of alcohol. Don't desire it because I got Jesus now. He satisfies me. He is my drink. He is my everything. He's my get high. All I need is Jesus. That's all you need. Why are you looking for it? Why are people saying, man, once you find the truth, why are you looking for other truths? Because you're trying to satisfy a gospel that fits your lifestyle. I'm going to go over there, Pastor. I'm leaving this church. Over there I can drink. <laughs> pastor says it's okay. He's a man of God. He got a website and everything. He's on Google. Well, he's going to have to stand before God for that church. I got to stand before God for this church. Now I'm going to preach what's in the Bible. Not changing the gospel, church. It's, it's in the, he's the same God today, yesterday, and forever. Come on. The word of God even says, don't change my word. It's not broken. People are thinking it's broken. Oh, what's God thinking? Oh, man, he, he missed it here. No, he didn't miss it. We have missed it. 
we're trying to just find something that suits our living style. Oh, man, I can go over there and do this and do that and all that. Yeah, you can. But then you're not listening to the voice of truth. Because if you go to the Father, you can do that, church. You go to the Father, he'll tell you what you can't do. You read his word, you'll see what you can't do. See, some of us don't open the Bible because we're going to see something that, oh, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> and so they won't read their word. And if it's being not preached over the pulpit, then they, don't, they, they kind of just flow with it. And they believe the man of God that's behind the pulpit. And like I said, don't believe me. You check it out for yourself. You read the gospel. You read the, you read the scriptures. I bring scriptures to you. I'm not, it's not, this is not my gospel. It's my style. But it's, not, it's, it's still the word of God. <coughs> we want to leave these. We want to be part-time. Part-time. People don't want to work no more. But they want benefits. They want the full-time. I want, I want medical. I want everything. Same thing with church today, man. We, we want everything that God offers us. But we only serve him part-time. And we're part-time Christians. And there's a full-time devil coming right after us. Let me tell you, he's committed to his calling. He's committed to his purpose. Come on, the Bible says that he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The devil is not getting saved, church. You can't go save the world and you're going to get saved. The devil's going to get saved. Everything's going to be cool again. No, the devil loses at the end. Come on. He, he's, he's only after you. He's only after to kill you. He's only after to destroy you, to take you out. That's his pan. That's his mission, church. Don't, don't, don't look and embrace the world and, and say, you know, maybe we have this all wrong. No, no. You've got to understand the truth. See, if we take off truth, church, if we just simply take it off, we've got to understand that it has to be kept on. It's a very important part of the armor of God, church. Come on, if it's not an important part, it wouldn't be mentioned. Truth is what keeps everything together, church. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14, NIV says this, Stand firm, then, with a belt of truth buckled around your waist. The New Living Translation puts it like this, Standing your ground, putting on the belt of truth, amen. The Message Bible puts it like this, uh, Come on, be prepared because you're up against far more than what you can handle on your own. So take all that you can get, every weapon that God has issued. And one of the weapons is of truth, church. Each translation here says to stand firm, stand your ground, be prepared, amen. And you cannot stand firm, church. You cannot stand your ground. You cannot be prepared without the truth putting, being put on first. You got to keep the bout of truth. Let me tell you, without the bout of truth, church, when you start to remove this church, then you compromise. When you remove, you compromise, church, with the truth. And what you become is sagging Christians. Trying to fit in, trying to be cool, amen. Uh, come on, uh, we got Christians today who are walking like this. Because they got no truth on. 
Come on, you, they, they, you, physically you may not see it, but spiritually, that's how you're walking. You're trying to fit in. You're trying to be cool, amen. You're trying to fit into society and the new movement of Christianity, this new movement. There is no new movement. We need to simply preach Jesus. That's all we need to do, amen. We don't need lights. We don't need anything. We just need, this world needs Jesus, amen. And when we start to take off our truth, church, we compromise. And we look like the world, church. Sagging. This is more comfortable, Pastor. This, 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 this is what's in today. Dropping it down. Got to have a different walk now, Pastor. Come on, the whole world's out there. They, this is how we reach them. And we twist the word and say, you know what, we become them to reach them. No, no, it doesn't say that. Don't say go get high with a drug addict. Go, go get some heroin and join them that you can win. No. Understand them. Understand where they're at. Understand their struggle. That's how we become them, church. I know what an alcoholic goes through. I know what a drug addict goes through. And so I become them to reach them for Christ. I don't join them. Hello. Come on, we cannot take off the belt of truth. We cannot compromise, church. Just to fit in. Just to be different. Come on, we become comfortable in our Christianity. PCLV, it's really time to pick up your pants and put on the truth. Come on, we got to put on our truth, church. We got to represent who we represent. Otherwise, what are we representing, church? Ridicule me, call me names, I don't care. I'm speaking truth. I'm trying to get you to heaven. I'm trying to point you the way, amen. I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn. I'm still learning too. I mean, let's, let's learn together. Let's go, amen. But you know, that way is not going to make it. There is no other way. Jesus is the way. What, what, what other scripture do you need? There's no other scripture that shows the way to the Father but through Jesus. Come on, we're the New Testament church. Hello? Come on, this is where revival broke out over 2,000 years ago when Peter spoke and, and preached that first sermon, amen, from being in the upper room and being filled with the Holy Spirit, amen, came out and preached and 3,000 souls get added to the kingdom of God because Peter was a man that did not compromise with the truth. Peter was a man that made mistakes that God healed him and corrected him, amen, and told him, keep your pants on, Peter. Keep that belt on. Keep on doing something. You're going to be great in my kingdom. Come on, restores him, amen, and becomes a man full of, full of, the, full of the, uh, the Holy Spirit, amen, where his spirit healed people. That's power, church. That's somebody that's walking into destiny. That's what we need to do is find our destiny. But you're not going to find it in half truths. You're going to find it in the whole truth. The world needs the voice of truth. The church needs to be the voice of truth. What we need today, church, is a John generation. Come on, that's our scripture. We want to be the voice? Come on, I'm the voice calling in the wilderness. What we need is a bunch of John generation that will preach the gospel once again with the whole truth and nothing but the truth, church, to repent. Repent, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Time is short, church. You don't know the time is short? Turn on the news. Look what's happening to our world today. It's not going to get any better, church. It's getting worse. 
We can pray all we want. We, we have to pray for that. We got to pray for peace. We got to pray for our world, church. We got to pray for our president. We got to pray for all these things. But let me tell you, a time is coming. A time is coming where he's going to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. He's going to come pick up his church. And we need to be ready. But let me tell you, if you don't have the song, you're not ready. Come on, he's not going to pick up no sagging Christians. You can jump all you want. Try to get raptured, but you're not. You need the belt that takes you up. You need the truth that takes you up, church. You've got to have that encounter of truth inside of you. You've got to live the way we need to live. We all fall short. Anybody here make mistakes still? We all still make mistakes, church. I'm not, this ain't, we're not perfect. There's none righteous, not one, the Bible says. We all fall short of God's glory. But that's where we, repentance comes. That's where we can come to the altar of God and say, God, I messed up. God, forgive me. Heal me. God, I had that bad thought. I said the wrong word. God, help me. So you've got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Come on, he's our friend. Come on, he's our comforter. That's why Jesus says, I'm not going to leave you as orphans, but I'm going to send a friend to you. He's going to help you with the truth. He's going to help you how to discern the truth. That you recognize what the truth is. And once you know the truth, the truth what? Set you free. See, it's the Holy Spirit that recognizes that you can be in any church. And when someone starts to preach the word of God up there, that's bringing the word, you can, you can discern that's not truth there. Because the Holy Spirit's showing you that. You've got to have the Holy Spirit inside of you. There's a lot of churches today that are not filled with the Holy Spirit. So they have no power, church. Holy Spirit is what brings it together. Father, Son, Holy Spirit all together. That brings truth, church. We need to be a voice that rises up again. A voice that speaks truth to this dying world. I'm going to close today. <coughs> Let's continue. BCLV. To be the voice of truth. As we stand as a voice, I can tell you right now, people will always have an encounter. But we must disciple the truth, then one must imply or live out the truth. But it starts with an encounter with the voice of true church. Like I said, that's what we're praying for this weekend. When Evangelist Renee comes Saturday and Sunday next weekend, I'm praying for an empowerment to experience the power of God. And that you would have your encounter with the truth. A truth that will remind you to keep the truth on. Don't compromise. Don't bend. Don't, don't change for anybody. Stay what God called you to be. Like I said, we're not here to be popular. We're here to be effective. We're here to be effective. Amen. And how Spurgeon put it, man. Instead of shepherds feeding the sheep, we become entertainers. Clowns, entertaining clowns to the goats. And Ryan, I look at that and I said, man, this, this, this was a man that, that had revelation down the road what the world was going to become because he knew the word of God. Come on. Time is coming, church. Time is coming. They're not going to put up with sound doctrine. They're going to they're make churches that sound, look like God, look like a church full of the Holy Spirit. But denying its power. 
There's all kinds of stuff coming, church. We as a church need to be prepared. But let me tell you, we need an encounter. An encounter that will change your life. Amen. Let's all stand up.